Good morning to all of you this morning. It is wonderful to be here. I'm so blessed to be here worshiping with you. And yeah, thank you for that, those songs, Lee. That last song, We'll Work Till Jesus Comes. And we all know that it is nearing every day. This morning, uh, we want to start by looking at the picture of a butterfly. This is a monarch butterfly and a very interesting creature that God has created. Uh, there is some 20,000 species of butterflies. We would never think that there's that many, but there is many different kinds of butterflies in the world today. Butterflies will travel 2,000 miles from the Great Lakes to the Gulf of Mexico at a, at a rate of about 12 miles per hour. They travel down there in the fall of the year or whatever, and then they travel back up north again in the spring. And so I was very fascinated um, as I looked at a butterfly, a very colorful monarch butterfly, and um, it is a miracle. A butterfly, the life of a butterfly is so miraculous, and what it takes for a butterfly to become a butterfly, what it, a butterfly has to go through in order to become a butterfly is incredible. And I was just amazed, again, as I studied over it, and um, we learned about them in school. We learned about the process. Um, and uh, my daughter, Chloe, we, was, we were yesterday going over her science book, and I was learning more and more about butterflies. Um, there is uh, a process called metamorphosis, and there's complete metamorphosis and incomplete metamorphosis. So I would have studied that in school, but I would have forgot about that. But a butterfly is complete, goes through complete metamorphosis. And um, it's just, uh, go to the next one, the next slide here, you'll see the process of metamorphosis. Starts as a caterpillar and grows into a chrysalis, and then eventually the butterfly um, changes to an adult and emerges as an adult. <clears throat> the process, metamorphosis, is the process of transformation from an immature form to an adult form in two or more distinct stages. So that's what metamorphosis is. Second definition is a change of the former nature of a thing or person into a completely different one by natural or supernatural means. And I was interested in this definition because it uses the word person. It uses to completely the change of a thing or person into a completely different one. So that's a very interesting definition. Now, uh, if we look at it again, we can, I just took out some of the words in that definition and it, it says this, a change of the nature of a person into a completely different one by supernatural means. So that is very interesting. A person, the change of a nature of a person into a completely different one by supernatural means. That, is, that stands out to me. And it is, is we think about our lives and the process of metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is the miracle of the new birth. When we accepted Christ into our lives and became a Christian, it was through this um, 
process of metamorphosis in the same way that Jesus died when he was transformed he was transformed when he died and he rose again he was transformed into a new body and has the same the same concept there now this is um, a picture of a monarch caterpillar and monarch caterpillars were intriguing to me as a child I would go look for one and try to find one for a school project or whatever and I there was, there was, at home they were hard to find. I could find all kinds of other caterpillars, but I knew how a monarch caterpillar looked, and I couldn't, it was hard to find, find a monarch caterpillar. But um, where we live today, where I live now, we have some milkweed around, and there is uh, more monarch caterpillars around. But anyway, monarch, a, a caterpillar has 4,000 muscles in its body, and that stuck out to me. Uh, humans have approximately 650 muscles in our bodies, 4,000 muscles in their body. They have 12 eyes, even though they can't see very well. And the uh, a caterpillar's first meal is usually its eggshell. So after, so as soon as they hatch out of their eggshell, shell, that's their first meal. And a caterpillar has one job after that, and that is to eat and eat and eat. For two weeks, a caterpillar lives about approximately two weeks, and his job is to eat. And he eats approximately 27,000 times its body weight in a lifetime. So that's a lot of leaves. A caterpillar will just destroy trees. They will eat and eat and eat a lot of, of leaves. <clears throat> so anyway, um, back in, in August, uh, children came came uh, in, in with a caterpillar, and they wanted to um, see what, what would happen to this caterpillar. So they put it in a jar, and there's a picture of the jar that they uh, put it in, and we can see, you can see, I don't know if you can see very well in the picture, it's pretty far away, but there's a chrysalis that this, this uh, caterpillar changed into a chrysalis. And, and uh, so we, anyway, the caterpillar, um, lasted for about two weeks and ate leaves so we could we fed it leaves and it was amazing you could watch it eat and it would it would consume leaves like it that's that's what its job was to eat and yeah I came home from work one day and yep here there was this it had changed into a chrysalis and I guess I'm saying that word right I don't know but um and so before long it was maybe a process of about a week. I don't know if you can see that very well or not there, probably not very good, but you can see it's starting to take the form of a butterfly. It wasn't totally out of its cocoon yet, but, or chrysalis yet, but it was starting to form, and, um, and it didn't take long before you could see it pretty clearly, and it was right out of its, of its uh, shell and capsule. And basically, the same day, after it emerged out, we uh, there's another picture getting letting it um, ready to let it go. And the same day, that butterfly experienced freedom. So it experienced freedom like it has it has never experienced before. And if we think about the process of a butterfly from a caterpillar to a butterfly. That caterpillar, it will. Um, make a, like a shell around it, and we've seen that in the chrysalis. So basically what it does, if I understand it right, is make this shell around it, and it essentially dies. So it, it dies, and then, I don't know the whole process of how it works, but 
this butterfly forms in this chrysalis and emerges as an adult butterfly. And it is, it is incredible. It um, basically resurrects into a, a different creature, a new creature. And it's, it's so hard for me to comprehend that, but it's, it's what God um, created uh, to do. This butterfly now is free to live and do what God intended it to do, and that is to pollinate plants. So a butterfly um, will, will pollinate plants. Without butterflies and insects like butterflies, we would not have plants like we do today and crops that we grow in the fields. Um, without, these, with, without these creatures, it would not, we would not be able to grow um, plants. In fact, more than 80% of land plants are pollinated by animals such as butterflies. So, so butterflies play a vital role in plant production and plant life. So this morning, the title of the message is Transformed into His Image. And so let's all say this together, Romans 12, 1 to 1, verses 1 to 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So it says, be not conformed to this world. And I was thinking about that and looking over it and over it again and again and um, how easy is that? How easy is it for us today to not be conformed to this world? It's not easy. I I'll say that. It is not easy. It's, in fact, it can be a battle at times. It's very easy um, to go with the flow and it takes an effort not to be conformed to this world. Um, <clears throat> in fact, that's why it's mentioned in scripture. It's, it's mentioned there, be not conformed to this world. So we, uh, because the tendency for us is to go with the flow. But instead, it says to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Transformed. What does it mean to be transformed? If you think about transformation, what does it mean to be transformed? Transformation like a butterfly is transformed. And so there's four, way, four things I'm going to look at here in transformation. The first one, it starts with the new birth. The new birth, answering the call of Jesus. When we come to the age of accountability and Jesus comes and knocks on our heart's door and um, we respond to him and accept and saying, yes, I will follow you, I will give my life to you, and I will follow you for the rest of my life the new birth experience. When you feel the weight of sin on your life, whether it's when you come to that, that age and you feel Christ is calling you, you feel the weight of sin, maybe it's through a sermon or um, devotions, family worship, or maybe you're reading the Bible and you feel Jesus knocking on your door. And, so, and, and you, you respond to Jesus saying, yes, I will follow you. Um, let's turn to the account of Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Um, I don't, 
didn't want to put all the scripture references up on the overhead because I like to be able to turn, turn in the Bible. There's something about hearing the Bible pages being, being turned and people um, opening up the Bible. So John chapter 3, I'm going to read verses uh, 1 to probably 8. The account of Nicodemus we're all familiar with. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And I'll just stop right there. <clears throat> so Nicodemus, we see the story here of him coming to Jesus by night. And Jesus' response was, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that is the beginning of every Christian life becoming born again. Transformation takes place, just like that of the butterfly. A transformation has taken place. And as I think about a caterpillar, what does a caterpillar do? Caterpillar creeps on the ground, crawls along the ground as a destructive insect, and basically what it does is devours. It devours leaves and tree and, uh, and destroys trees. And we see, we, I've seen that, was it, it's not as bad this year, but in the last two years or whatever, the gypsy moth in the area has just, I mean, you could look on a mountainside and see part of the mountain just brown because of the gypsy moth destroying so much. And you could sit there on a, in an evening and hear dripping in the trees. There was that many gypsy moths. And that's what the caterpillars do. They destroy, destroy, destroy. In fact, they eat 100 times their own body mass per day. So they grow and grow and grow, just eating and eating, very destructive. But when they die, they change into a butterfly. And now, what does a butterfly do? A butterfly feeds on sweet nectar of, of flowers, and they are no longer destructive. The butterfly is, 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 um, is so instrumental in, in the plant world. They do so many good things. They're so beneficial to creation. And the same way, before we met Christ, we were living a destructive life, you might say non-productive for God and um, that evil nature that we were born with and then we met Christ and things changed and we were transformed and now we feed off the sweet nectar of God's word read God's word and fill our lives with with good things and then we can go out and be productive for his kingdom work <clears throat> it's just a beautiful analogy of the caterpillar changing to a butterfly and as I think about, it's, it's a picture of freedom because the caterpillar is confined to the branch or where the leaves or wherever he's at. And a butterfly, when a butterfly is changed, when it changes into a butterfly, it's free to go and it's free to live life. And there's a, just a picture of freedom there um, that couldn't be expressed before. Old things are past away. Behold, all things are become new. And that's what happens in the heart of a Christian. Um, and I know, for, know that from experience. And just to be able to have the weight, burdens lifted on your shoulders and to, be, to feel free. It's a tremendous thing to happen in a person's life. 
Secondly, repentance. <clears throat> you will not have a transformation without repentance. When you feel the call of Christ and you have a weight on your shoulders, you feel that you're going the wrong way, and you do a 180. Basically, you're going the, the one way, and you turn around and go the opposite way. You say, God, I am going to follow you. I'm going to go the right way. I'm sorry for the way that, I have go that I've been going, the direction that I've, I've been taking, and I'm going to turn around and do a complete opposite direction and go the opposite way. And go the narrow way instead of the wide way. And it may seem like there are so many people going the broad way, the wide way. There are so many people going that way. God, why can't I just go the way that is easy? The, the way is very easy to go. And yet we say we're going to go the narrow path. And that path may be rocky. It may be very narrow at times. It may be steep. It may be hard to go. And kind of like as I was thinking about that, thinking of uh, if you go for a hike, and I was in Montana recently, and there was a lot of trails that were like that, very steep, rocky, very narrow. And that's the direction, that's, the, 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 um, that's Christ's way. It may not be easy. Most people are not going to go that way because it's not the easy way to go. The narrow way is the way that God expects us to go. by the renewing of the mind. I would venture to say that naturally our minds are going to gravitate away from the God or from God and to the world. Is isn't that natural for us to without God's word, without reading his word and and digging into his word and 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 following him um just pressing in to what he wants. Without that, we would, we would um, go the way of the world, would we not? And so it takes a conscious effort to read the Bible. It, it, it does. It's easy for us to, do, to, go, to, do, uh, to scroll on our phones, to watch videos. It, that, that's easy to do. And it, it's, it doesn't take much effort to do that. But to get into God's word, it does take effort. And to keep our focus on spiritual things, on things that matter. And so without God's word, without focusing on the things that God wants us to, our mind would become rotten and just become filthy with the filth of the world. And sometimes we need to say, God, cleanse us. Cleanse my mind and my heart of the filth, the evil filth that the world has to offer, which is, is so easy today to, to see and to to read about, and it's, it's something that we need to have a constant renewing of the mind. <clears throat> and Satan constantly wants to fill our minds with evil filth and our thought. It starts with our thought life. And um, I will say, mention the men this morning. What are your thoughts on? What, what do you think about? Does your mind need continual renewing do you need to have your mind cleansed and your heart cleansed of filth that's in there maybe you need to come to God and say cleanse me I have not been thinking um, moral thoughts and maybe you need to come to God and say cleanse me of that I want to make a deliberate attempt to fill my mind with things that are pure and things that are right 
Every sin begins with a wrong thought. Think about that. Every sin begins with a wrong thought. We need to have a conscious effort, a, a conscious effort continually to renew the mind and to think righteous things. A phrase I came across, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And so it all starts with the mind. It all starts with our thoughts. Fourthly, and lastly, is sanctification. Sanctification is not a real common, I should say it's, it's maybe not an easy word um, for the younger ones, but sanctification literally means becoming set apart, becoming more holy as Christ is. And sanctification is a process, not like justification. We become just, we are justified through Christ. Sanctification, I believe, is not immediate perfection. And I'm still trying to comprehend and learn, um, learn exactly what it means, but I believe it's a process. I believe an 80-year-old is becoming sanctified. The more you know, the, or the more you learn about Christ, the more transformed you become and the more sanctified you become. Being transformed refers to the process. Conformed refers to the finished product. Becoming transformed so we will eventually be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. And so, thinking about uh, sanctification, and this week I had some, you could say, unpleasant things happen. And as I was thinking about it all, processing it, I had to think, you know, there is no reason for us, for us to become discouraged. We, we, we have it so good. There's no reason for us to become discouraged. I mean, there's, there's people in the Middle East that are, that are being slaughtered, and there's people dying of cancer. And um, just as I was thinking about that, you know, we, we really have no reason to get down about anything that happens on this earth. We, we just, the, the, the older I get, the more I'm trying to, to, to comprehend that and realize that. And I believe that is what sanctification and transformation is, is a process of growth. And, and the more, the, the closer we draw to Jesus, um, the less, the less we um, allow things to discourage us and to let us get down and, and, and in the dumps and discouraged. Um, the, um, that's what the process of sanctification does. It draws us closer to Jesus and it's easier for us to have a positive outlook through trials and through disappointments um, as, the, as we draw closer to Jesus. There's a story that I came across here that I'd like to read. It's called The Butterfly Struggle. A man found a cocoon of a butterfly. He sat and watched the butterfly for several hours as it struggled to force its body through the little hole at the end. Eventually, the butterfly stopped making progress. It appeared as if it had gotten as far as it could and it could go no further. The man decided to help the butterfly, so he took a pair of scissors and snipped off the remaining bit of the cocoon. The butterfly then emerged easily. 
But it had a swollen body and small shriveled wings. The man continued to watch the butterfly because he expected that at any moment the wings would enlarge and expand to be able to support the body, which would contract in time. Neither happened. In fact, the butterfly spent the rest of its life crawling around with a swollen body and shriveled wings. It was never able to fly. What the man in his kindness and haste did not understand was this. The restricting cocoon and the struggle required for the butterfly to get through the tiny opening were nature's way of forcing fluid from the body of the butterfly into its wings so that it would be ready for flight once it achieved its freedom from the cocoon. If God allowed us to go through our life without any obstacles, it would cripple us. We would not be as strong as what we could have been, and we could never fly. Sometimes struggles are exactly what we need in our life. So just, just a story I came across that uh, I thought was very interesting. This butterfly has to go through the process. It can't take shortcuts because that's the way God intended for the butterfly to get to its adult life and to be able to fly. <clears throat> and it's a process that takes time, and it may be a struggle at times. Thinking of the woman um, that in the Bible that lost her coin, what did she do? She did not just sit around and, and wait for the coin to, to magically appear. She went and she um, lit the lights. She grabbed the broom, swept the floor, and she went out and found that coin. She put effort into it. She diligently searched until she found the coin. And sometimes I believe in our lives, it takes persistence. It takes, it takes diligence, not, not just waiting around for God to drop something on our laps, even though that would, might be the easy way to, the easy way to think. But, but to, to diligently search for God, and I'm not talking about a works salvation, working for our salvation. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not a works uh, salvation, but we are diligently seeking the Lord and his will for our lives, and it's a beautiful thing. The Greek word for transformation is metamorpho, and is where we get the word metamorphosis, transformation. So there's so many parallels that we can draw um, here this morning. Colossians 3, 9 to 10 says, Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So are you renewed in knowledge? Is the old nature still in you? Do you still want to sin? Yes, the desire is there at times to want to sin, but... We replace the old man with the new when we are saved. And we are now following righteousness and holiness, becoming sanctified, following Jesus as we become closer to him. That must be it. Anyway, Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read that here at this time. Ephesians chapter 4, you can turn there if you want. Ephesians chapter 4, 23 to 24. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. 
and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new, the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That's what transformation is. When, when you see a person that is, is living a life of, take an alcoholic for example, somebody who is a drunkard on the, living on the streets, or somebody who is involved in drugs, um, drugs that, that dif- different types of drugs, whatever it may be, and you see that person make a change, make a transformation that they, they say it's not worth it, it is something that I am going to make a change and, and follow Jesus and not even have a desire to go back to that after they were transformed. And that's, that's the power of Jesus. That's what transformation does. And it is so incredible um, to see that happen, to see people being transformed. And there's many people today um, that following a life of sin, following blatantly living a lie, and and turning around and following Jesus. So there's, there's hope. There's always hope. As long as there's life there, there's always hope for that to happen in a person's life. I'm going to read, in closing here, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 16 to 18. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. What's that saying? What's uh, talking about here? Verse 16, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. The veil shall be taken away. As I think about, uh, recently we've been hearing so much um, happening in the Middle East. And um, as I think about, there is a veil. uh, If you look in verse 15, but even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. And as I think about those, t- the terrorists, uh, Muslim terrorists, and even, even the Jews, it appears to me like they're blinded. There's, there's, a, there's a veil there. But you know what transformation does? It allows us to see the things that we haven't seen before. In verse, verse uh, 17, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So where, where God's spirit changes a person, it I believe, opens that veil and you can see things that you've never seen before. And it's just a, it's what freedom in Christ does. Um, it's, a, it's just a beautiful picture of freedom. As we think about that butterfly that's able now to freely go about and be productive for, for whatever God's um, mission is for it to do. <clears throat> the old has become new. Christ has changed us into his image. And there's no reason for us to go back. There's no reason for us to to want to go back to the ways of following the world, following that broad path. Christ has made all things new. And so 
I want to encourage you this morning um, to never stop transforming. I mean, it is, yes, at, at the new birth, we are transformed and we are, um, it, is a, it is a miracle, transformation. And I believe it is a continual thing. It's not a once and done. I think transformation is a continual um, conform, being transformed into Jesus, becoming, becoming sanctified and becoming drawing closer to him. And I think it, I believe it's a daily walk. It's, it's a daily um, process that we need to, to uh, become drawn closer to Christ. It's a, um, the closer, and, and I believe the closer that we are to God, the closer we become to Christ, the more others can see us, can, can see Christ through us. So, and at the same time, when others see Jesus working through us, we're not going to be perfect. We're, we're going to fail at times, and we're going to need to come back, repent, and come back and say, Christ, I need, I need uh, cleansing. Um, but when others see that, when others see Christ working through us, they're going to want the same. They're going to want what we want as Christians. So as you go throughout the week, um, just continue to just think of the of the, the illustration here with the butterfly and just thank God um, that he gives us the liberty that we have in him, the freedom um, that we have in following him and just continually uh, becoming sanctified and being drawn closer to him. So God bless you this week as you serve him. I'll have a prayer and then after that, Lee, if you would have a closing song and then you can be consider yourselves dismissed. So let's all stand for a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we pause before you again today and um, at the close of this service, thanking you for um, being our Father, for being our protector and um, giving us the opportunity to follow you. Lord, you, you, you gave us a choice and we can follow you or we can follow the ways of the world. We can be conformed to the world or we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Lord, help us every day to be um, conformed to you, to your likeness. And um, we know that involves reading your word and spending time with you, sitting at your feet and um, knowing more about you. And Lord, it's a it's a process of drawing closer to you, and I pray that you would help each one of us to, um, to do that and to give us, Lord, a hunger and a thirst for your word and a burden for the souls around us. So, God, just help us as we go through this week um, just to, to keep you first in our lives and to become more like you. Just be with us as we go from here. In your name I pray. Amen.